1: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
2: And on the uh, Bowerly on WBN Facebook page, uh, put up some pictures from a very fun weekend. Friday ended up uh, with an impromptu dinner with uh, Tony and Lauren over at the Creekview, then Saturday, I mentioned the fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Clubs. They did a phenomenal job for the Masquerade Ball at uh, in, in, in North Tonawanda at the Fire Hall. The phenomenal job decorating. And then uh, yesterday we were supposed to have a dinner for four, which quickly became a dinner for six, and then ten, and it would have been twelve, but uh, Booker and Shelley had to uh, back out. So it, w- it was a lot of fun. Put some uh, pictures up of the uh, of the weekend. And no, you do not want to you do not want to see the credit card bill. Uh, it is thirty eight degrees. Lucas Buckley is at uh, Master Control, and we're having some fun here. And it's actually really um, entertaining and informative, in my personal opinion. Um, we did this on. Friday, and uh, you guys are so into this. And what it is is what is the perfect movie? And here's the deal movie critics usually put The Godfather either near the top or at the top of uh, the perfect movies ever made. A lot of them also put Citizen Kane in that list. And honest to goodness, some of the movies that have come up on today's show. I will put in over Citizen Kane any day of the week. To me, maybe I'm just too stupid to appreciate it, but Citizen Kane is just one of those overrated movies that you're supposed to like. And I I personally just can't really get into it at all. Um, And also your first date movie. But you guys have called in with some great, great movies. Great movies uh, that I definitely want to catch up on uh, when I get the chance. In the Heat of the Night. Sounds awesome. Last of the Mohicans. Heard so many good things about that. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, I guess I'll try that again. But really good selections for the most perfectest movie of all time. Pulp Fiction came up today. I agree. Pulp Fiction, perfect movie. Does not get better than Pulp Fiction. Um, I, I. There are some things that... I love Quentin Tarantino. Don't, don't you love Quentin Tarantino? Inglorious Bastards. It's always fun watching Brad Pitt kill Nazis. He did it in Fury as well. Um, uh, DiCaprio plays a loathsome character in Django Unchained with uh, Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz and obviously many, many others because it's a DiCaprio movie. And uh, actually, Booker's daughter uh, hangs out with Jamie Foxx And I think they're doing Taco Tuesday tomorrow. That's kind of a tradition for Booker's lovely daughter and Jamie Foxx. True story. Um, 803-0930. I'm using Booker to get into the movies is what I'm trying to tell you. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. As far as the uh, masquerade ball, never have I seen so many people wearing both masks and clothes. Let's go to uh, the calls again. Here is uh, Douglas in uh, Snyder on WBE. Did you get that Lucas? Did you, you that went right over your head, right? Okay, good. You're a pristine, fine, pure young man. Here's uh, Douglas in Snyder. You're on WBE, Yes sir. Hello. Yes, sir.
3: Yes, high noon.
2: Hi, high, whatever happened to Gary Cooper?
3: Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly just before she became Queen. So, and uh, it's, uh, it's also known as the Tin Star.
2: Uh, you'll have to forgive my ignorance, but uh, where and how is it known as the Tin Star? It, uh,
3: the Tin Star was re- written by uh, the lady who actually wrote the story over a series of magazine articles, and they took her Tin Star... Segments and put together this movie, High Noon, with oh. Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly.
2: Oh, that's a fascinating backstory. Um, High Noon, I'm trying to remember if that makes any list of uh, the most perfect movies of all time. I think I've seen it on some of the lists. Um, it gets uh, very, very uh, well rated on uh, IMDb. Uh, 8.0 out of 10 on IMDb, and they're a very finicky bunch, so that's a very high score from IMDb. All right, High Noon, got to put that on the list. And do you, sir, remember your first date movie? I believe it was uh, King Kong at the drive-in. Tell me you didn't see it when it first came out. No. I was going to say, no, I, want, I, I want, hope that was a retro night, because otherwise, yeah. sir, I really need to know your secret no. to longevity.
3: No, no, it was at a drive-in. Uh,
2: very, very, They had cars back then.
3: Well, we had cars, we had drive-in movies, we had all the things that they don't allow you to do anymore.
2: Um, I wonder if the Amish do drive-in movies, like with the horses and buggies.
3: Yeah, I, I They're the only ones that can do it anymore.
2: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: They're the last ones left. But Grace Kelly, uh, that was her one and only movie. And after that movie, she left and, I believe, became queen of something or other.
2: Princess of Monaco. Uh, Princess. Yes, yes, as I I recall, and uh, uh, ended her life very tragically in a car accident. Uh, thank yeah. you very much, Douglas. Um, High Noon. Um, haven't seen that from start to finish, but I believe that to be a perfect movie uh, from what I recall people saying. And, you know, there are so many movies that come close to being perfect, but they're not quite perfect. But we want your most perfectest movies of all time. Here is uh, James in uh, Buffalo. James, my love, welcome. You're in WBEN. What do you have for us?
4: Hey, how you doing today,
2: Tom? Good? Well, it's a holiday. Yeah. I get to spend it with you guys. Oh, that's
4: what's up. <laughs> My perfect favorite movie of all time is Officer and a Gentleman. Richard
2: Gere. Yes. Deborah Winger. Yep. Lou Gossett, Jr.
4: Yep. He won the um, Best Supporting Actor for that one, too.
2: So if you had to describe the an officer and a gentleman to people just tuning in who want to know more about it, who might be inclined to watch it? How? What would you say? How'd you? How'd you describe the plot?
4: Well, he to me he was the the the, the down and out loser type. Everybody counted him out, and he wanted to make something out of his life, and he succeeded, <laughs> and he got the girl in the
3: process too.
2: Um, and Deborah Winger was uh, kind of like, a, how do I put this? Kind of like a, a military groupie. Yeah, the Oki from the Skokie. Yeah, um, uh, Richard Gear. Do you like yeah. any other Richard Gear movies? Because I mean, you know all the jokes about Richard Gear, and somehow if you like Richard Gear, you must not really be a man. Um, do, do you like anything else he did?
4: But you know what? I was, you know,
2: I'm 49,
4: so it's just like I was watching R-rated movies when I was supposed to be watching them. But it's a movie that I remember we was when I was a kid. It was called Looking for Mister Goodbar.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I did, I never watched it, but uh, certainly remember hear about it. And uh, yes. the and the theme song from Officer and a Gentleman. Um, lifts
4: us up when we belong.
2: You got it, man. You know your stuff. Um, and do you do you remember James? Do you remember your first date movie? Yes. Um, it was School Days. School Days. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know that's the Spike Lee movie. School Days. School days, your first date movie. How that, how that relationship work out for you?
4: Oh, uh, we still friends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're still friends.
4: We, we're still friends. We're still friends. And you know what? I see her. I see her time to time. It's like you know, we just go over that. We just go over that era. You know, I was I I graduated with I graduated in nineteen ninety one. So you know, I'm a um, generation X or you know.
2: No, that's that's cool. I uh, I'm a little bit older than you are, but uh, yeah. do, now uh, if you're into Spike Lee, um, White Men Can't Jump. You seen that movie? Yes. Um, do you know that there's a guy from Buffalo in that movie? His name is Frank Rossi, and he oh, really? teaches. Yeah, he teaches a lot of the local acting people, and he was responsible for getting all those extras to come out and be part of the movie Cabrini. And I don't know when Cabrini is going to be actually opening up. But oh yeah. Yeah, everybody everybody was in it, including your humble host. Thank you very much, James. You, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Uh thank you, sir. Officer and a gentleman. Love, lift us up where we belong. Um, you know, they're speaking of aviation kind of movies, you guys I'm gonna lose some man card points. Not that I even have any left. I think I'm in the negative man card zone. Do you know? <clears throat> Would you hate me even more if I told you I've never seen Top Gun, nor do I have any interest in seeing Top Gun? I I don't know why. I don't know. Let me give you another perfect movie, though. Quickly change the subject. Another perfect movie. Torah, Torah, Torah. Do I have any amens out there? Torah, Torah, Torah is an absolutely Perfect movie. They don't make them any better. And it is about, obviously, the uh, Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor and the events leading up to it. And for its era, for its day, the special effects were tremendous. And it really was a remarkable cooperation at the time, not that far removed from the hostilities between American and Japanese producers and actors. And uh, it, it really, yeah, it Torah, Torah, Torah is one of those movies. It's almost um, a uh, sacred movie. Every December seventh, a lot of people literally will set aside their day and they will watch Torah, Torah, Tora. It's a phenomenal movie. Let's go to uh, traffic on W B E N. Not flying around in a Japanese Zero, but oh, my friends are just relentless when they text me. Just relentless. Like they'll even they'll even violate the. Um, don't text me during the show unless it's really important rule to make sure that they, they ride me on that one. Good Lord. Um, yeah, I know, I know. I know. It is almost blast. But I quickly made up for it with Tora, Tora, Tora and, and Gettysburg. Now, here's an interesting question. The movie Gettysburg, is that a perfect movie? And I'm inclined to say it's really darn close to being perfect The thing that keeps the movie Gettysburg from being perfect, and you guys are going to laugh when I say this, the horrific makeup job, the horrific fake beards, the worst fake beards of any major motion picture of the modern era. That's what keeps it from being perfect. Just horrific. Uh, Back to the calls on WBEN. Who would be next? It would be David in uh, Buffalo. David, you are on WBEN. What is your most perfect movie ever made? Not the funniest, not the most romantic, but the most perfect, sir.
4: Tom, it's so good to talk to you. Squirtle.
2: Yes. And Steel
4: Magnolias.
2: Uh, Sally Field, Julia Roberts, Dolly Parton. Uh, give us the give us the basics of Olivia
4: steel. Olivia Hannah, everyone, but we all remember their little snippets. We always remember all those little snippets which we keep remembering. Like, for example, I love you more than my luggage, or if you want to talk about say, sit next to me, you know. That is amazing. Steel Magnolias is such a loving, warming story. And if you watch it, it's beautiful.
2: Whenever it's on. No, go go ahead. I thought you were done. Go ahead.
4: No, go ahead, Tom.
2: Well, to me, it always seemed like a chick flick.
4: It could be, but it's a lovely flick. I mean, it's like,
2: it's funny. All right. Uh, I, I, I will accept that. Now, do you remember your first date movie?
4: Oh, my first date movie? Just like the last gentleman, Officer and a Gentleman, I was with this girl, and I spilled Coca-Cola on her.
2: Officer and a gentleman. (laughs) Spilled (laughs) Coca-Cola. All right. Uh, Thank you very much, David. I appreciate it. Um, Yes, uh, I mentioned a line before because David just mentioned lines from movies. And um, I can see my ass. uh, Meryl Streep, Death Becomes Her. Um, That was one of those movies that, uh, frankly, I thought was going to be a chick flick. And I was dragged kicking and screaming into watching it. And I actually ended up liking it. I don't think it was a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but didn't really mind it, surprisingly, because there were enough funny lines like that to keep me going. And, and there are all, there's a ton of great movie lines. And nobody has mentioned any Clint Eastwood things today, except myself mentioning Unforgiven. But nobody's mentioned Dirty Harry as being a perfect movie. You know why? Because it was not a perfect movie, it was an amazing performance by Clint Eastwood, and it was one of those great vengeance fantasy films. You know, there, there was um, Dirty Harry. Uh, we had Charles Bronson and all the Death Wish movies. And I suspect, given the rising crime rates we have today, you'll probably see another wave of revenge fantasy movies uh, that are going to be coming out. Just a uh, sneaking suspicion that I have is Kyle Tolbert. TransittownKia.com. You can check out inventory and things like that. You're not going to be disappointed. And if you know people, as I do, who have owned and loved Kia for years, the first time you get behind the wheel and you start driving a Kia, you're going to understand why Kia has such a devoted and loyal fan club. I'm terrifically impressed, in case you can't tell, by Kia from transit town kia that's TransitTownKia.com. transit town kia on transit road in west seneca tell them bowerly sent you and tell them i love that sportage i'm driving really it's it's an amazing car
0: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours
2: Yes, this was called in earlier as a perfect movie and I cannot disagree, pulp fiction. And it, you know, that that song is um uh it kicks in right after the opening scene with uh Tim Roth and uh uh what's your name? uh, it, uh, uh Amanda Plummer? Her last name's Arquette, I think. No, it's Amanda Plummer, I think it is. I'll, uh, I'll look it up. Yeah, you got to look it up. But um yeah, it was uh it was just uh amazing. just that John Otto, uh, Buffalo's greatest talk show host of all time. If you think I'm good, um, I'm nothing compared to John Otto. John Otto was the best. Nobody will ever be as good as John Otto, not even I. Um, And I'm cool with that. I really am. But uh, he was so taken in by Pulp Fiction that he actually used that music as his theme song. It was Amanda Plummer, right? Okay, thank you. Uh, and it's funny too how you get these directors, and they have their favorite actors uh, with whom to work. And obviously, Quentin Tarantino loves Tim Roth, uh, Harvey Keitel, uh, DiCaprio, and I could fill in you know, Waltz and, and a whole bunch of others. And uh, they just play off of each other so incredibly well. But uh, now DiCaprio is just—he's a phenomenal actor, and uh, the uh, the movies that he is in. He's in just so many amazing films. How about Titanic? Nobody has mentioned Titanic as being a perfect movie. And for a while, Titanic was such a big thing that people put out contrarian T-shirts that said, it sank, get over it. True story. Um, And I'm just kind of curious. I wonder why Titanic has not made the list of perfect movies. What was there about Titanic? Because... It was huge. It was beyond huge. Um, perfect movies. Uh, this is very interesting. We're also asking you <laughs> your favorite and um, not your favorite. your first date movie, your first the first movie, it, it, what are you gonna do when you're come on, when you're a teenager? you don't know how to talk to girls. you don't, you don't know how to talk to boys, at least I didn't know how to talk to girls, but you want to have a girl around you. so what do you do? You go to a movie so you're stuck sitting there for an hour and a half, two hours, hopefully without gas, watching um, watching this movie. And uh, I got Islands in the Stream as my first one. And uh, funny thing is, all these years later, if you ever watch the video of the Bee Gees in Las Vegas, just one night, uh, Bee Gees just kicked the heck out of that song, Islands in the Stream, which they actually wrote. And they did the Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton version of it when they were doing the uh, one-night-only show in Vegas. And now there's only one Brothers Gibb remaining. And that's got to be a very heavy uh, toll, to uh, a, v- a very heavy burden to carry. Because two of them were twins, and the surviving one was not. Uh, let's go back to the calls on WBEN. Let's go to uh, Steve in Williamsville. Steve. Is there a perfect movie in your, uh, let's see, mental encyclopedia or list of movies?
5: Hi, Tom. In my opinion, my perfect movie is the movie Ben-Hur, an old 1950s movie with Charlton Heston.
2: 1959.
5: And um, it's one of those, they don't make them like they used to kind of movies. You're talking a huge, huge budget Wardrobes, um wardrobes, um, hundreds of people working on the set, just big, big budget. It, it was the big budget film at the time, numerous Oscars. Um, it, it had a lot of notoriety. And um, there was a famous scene in that movie with regard to a chariot race. And it's usually gripping scenes and exciting scenes are pretty – I wouldn't say they're all quick, but they're usually pretty quick. But this one goes on and on for about 10 minutes, but hmm. it's just such a gripping cinematic masterpiece of a scene. And uh, I just think that that movie was so well done, and Charlton Heston it was just so good in it.
2: Now, do you, uh, are, are, have you any familiarity with uh, The Sopranos? Um,
5: no. I, I mean, okay. I've heard of the show, I've seen clips, but no.
2: No, because there, there's one episode of The Sopranos where uh, Ralphie is on the couch uh, watching um, television, watching a movie with his pregnant stripper girlfriend. And I think they're watching Ben-Hur because at one point he yells out, they didn't have flat tops in ancient Rome. I think, they, I think they're watching Ben-Hur. I've never seen it. it. You know what? I know they used to show it on Channel 7 all the time on Sundays back in the 70s. And I've never seen it. Are you saying that even though it's 1959, it's worth our while?
5: Um, I highly recommend it. Um, I I first saw it as a teenager in the 90s, and I loved it back then, and I love it now in my 40s. So I think anybody would
2: appreciate it. So it it has stood. See, that's another mark of a perfect movie. It has stood the test of time. I I think so, in my humble opinion.
5: I, I think the acting was on point. The production was amazing. And the scenes are gripping. I just never forget them. And it's like one of those movies where... I could watch it a tenth time. I know exactly what's going to happen, what they're going to say, but I'm entertained by it, and I think that's what makes a perfect movie for me.
2: Well, I mean, anytime you've got a movie that is uh, gripping and, and and penetrating, it's a good thing. Um, as far as uh, you know, there are movies that make you think, that penetrate the the dullness of our brains and are on point and bring a sharpness and. Um, acuity of thought that is very welcome. But Ben-Hur is a perfect movie, according to you. And I'm going to ask you to go in the time machine, and I'm going to ask you to tell us about the uh, first date movie uh, that you brought a young lady with you.
5: Uh, I remember it well because it was a bad experience. Um, I saw American Pie. (laughs) It was one of the first. It was one of the first dates I had ever been on, and I was coming from a secluded, all-boy school with no experience with anything with the opposite sex. And I'd, let's just say I made a pretty good fool of myself.
2: Well, okay, there's gotta be a story. I almost choked on my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Did did you almost choke on your popcorn because it was funny?
5: No, because I was just nervous. Goofy and a lot of things at the same time. Uh, I I just did not know what on earth I was doing at that point in my life. Wow. I was just just, – I I was kind of like the um, 40-year-old virgin kind of, innocent kind of character in somebody just like right out of high school kind of guy, and just uh, going out on this date, nervous as all can be, and just, I didn't even know what I was saying, and I was gargling words that I didn't even know why was coming out, but it was just a nightmare, and that's why I remember the movie so well. Well,
2: so in other words, you were just like any other uh, teenage boy, uh, basically. You're, You're normal. Is what you're saying? Yes. So this one time at Bandcamp, did when when she finally explained what that was all about, did you say, "Oh, I didn't see that coming"? Because I I did. First time I saw American Pie, and she finally said, "That's what we do at Bandcamp." Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Uh, she shocked me. That, that hit me for a loop. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the call, Steve, in Williamsville. Um, all right. So Ben Hur. Ben-Hur. i uh, got to check that out. You ever seen Ben-Hur, Lucas Buckley? Because it is a classic.
6: I know of it. Can I throw one in here you know, no, for a minute? No, of course not.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, Sure, what, yeah. What do you have?
6: Nobody's mentioned
2: All the President's Men. No, not yet. That's right. Not yet, but you never know. I hope so. But I'm, I'm stunned when, when you think about all the movies that were really, really big. Nobody has brought up Titanic. And right after it came out, Titanic this, Titanic that, everything Titanic. People were going to Nova Scotia, I think, to see the grave of some guy named Dawson because they thought it was Leo DiCaprio's character. It had nothing to do with it. It was a fake character. Just saying. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. And, uh, by the way, really, really uh, quickly, I just want to make mention of the fact that, um, folks, until the 1980s, nobody knew where the Titanic actually sank. They didn't know until the expedition finally announced, we found the Titanic. It was a big deal. They had a book out in the early 70s, I think, called Raise the Titanic. They made a, make a movie out of it. fact of the matter is, the Titanic is... It's collapsing on itself. There will be nothing left of Titanic in about 20 years. It'll just be just a pile of rust and old shoes in the bottom of the ocean. You're on WBEN, Jerry, in Buffalo with uh, a perfect movie. Hey, Tom.
7: Sir. Uh, My my perfect movie is called The Contender. Uh, Early 2000s, I'm not sure the the exact year, but it stars uh, Jeff Bridges plays the president. And his vice president dies unexpectedly, so he nominates Joan Allen, and it causes quite a stir because, you know, uh, even even in the 2000s, uh, a woman vice president is, you know, kind of uh, uh, kind of pushing the, the envelope. But uh, there's there's several plot twists and or uh, plot uh, lines, I should say, in the movie. Gary Oldman plays. Uh, the Speaker of the House, and he's pushing uh, William Peterson to be the nomination. And William Peterson stages a stages a car crash, so he can rescue a woman to get his his uh, his name out there. And it, it goes horribly wrong. And when there's there's a uh, there's two great scenes in the movie. One is when they have Gary Oldman. In the Oval Office and he's he's laying his line and he's laying his career on the line for William Peterson William Peterson is there and then they bring in the woman that he had uh, he had uh, arranged this crash with and it basically ended both their careers one of the one of the more uh, lighthearted parts of the movie was um, uh, as, as a president um, he's always trying to stump his his kitchen staff. He calls down and he orders, you know, it just this off-the-wall food. And at one point, uh, Jeff Bridges is sitting with uh, several people, and he goes, I'm hungry. And, and I do want a grilled cheese. And he calls down for Gouda cheese on marble rye, and the chef says, I'm sorry, we're out of Gouda cheese. And he goes, really? I got him on grilled cheese? Hmm. Hmm. But um, um, it, if you get the chance to, to see it, it, it's an excellent movie. You know, a lot of high-powered actors in it.
2: Oh, Well, there um, was a response to the whole Lewinsky thing, wasn't it? Um, maybe. For those who don't know, Monica Lewinsky was a White House intern who famously stepped forward and said that she had orally copulated with the president and had the uh, well, DNA evidence to prove it on a blue dress and survived to right. tell the tale
7: well well one of the more and, and I, i'm i'm sorry well, one of the more interesting uh plot lines was supposedly a sex tape had turned up of Joan Allen when she was in college and when when she was uh when she was being questioned about it she you know she refused to answer she wasn't going to dignify it huh. with an answer and when when she got uh when when she was finally um uh, ratified by the senate uh someone asked her and she said it- it's not me it it, it wasn't her in-, in the sex tape and she made a big deal of that that you know it what was- she didn't make a sex tape she was you know or this this woman that did- didn't make a sex tape there was a party she had sex at the party and someone taped it <laughs> so
2: in other words uh and- in other words, I uh, I smoked it, but I didn't inhale. Kind of a play on that yeah. whole idea. That, that's – and wordplay. It depends on your definition of what the word is, is. Uh, all right, so right. the contender. I don't know how that one got by me, but uh, – uh, Gary Oldman is a remarkable actor. Who else can you think of oh, who could, in, really, one decade, in one decade, in one decade, he could play Lee Harvey Oswald, and then he can play Winston Churchill a few decades later? Unbelievable! Right. Uh, and, and your first date movie? Do you recall what it might have been? Well,
7: my my first date movie was uh, Star Wars in the seventies. And but the first date
2: we went with my wife was Caddyshack. Yeah, that doesn't count. We're talking first first dates okay. with uh, yeah with with any girl or any boy at any time. Uh, thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate it. Star Wars. I am stunned that for all of the cult. Are you guys stunned too? That for all of the cult following that it had, my loves, nobody has said Star Wars except in reference to a movie. Star Wars is a first date movie? I wonder how she liked it. Because don't you tend to think of that as being a boy thing? I I know I'm generalizing, but still. Um, And Titanic is kind of a girl thing. Everybody loved Leo DiCaprio and... Like I said, people literally went to the Titanic cemeteries in Nova Scotia to find the grave of this guy named Dawson. Just unbelievable. I hope you guys are keeping a list of the movies that you haven't seen that people have brought up because I can't wait to check some of these out. Embarrassed to say I've never seen Ben-Hur. Seen snippets of it, obviously, who hasn't? But never seen the whole thing from start to finish. Nobody has mentioned Gladiator either. Nobody has met, and for a while, gla- the ultimate guy movie was Gladiator, right? Everybody wanted to be Russell Crowe. Uh, anyway, the skinny Russell Crowe. Many great lines in Gladiator as well. Are you not entertained? Am I not merciful? I mean, how many great honors, how many great lines in one movie? And everybody's got their favorite scene from Gladiator. Everybody does, especially the scene. Toward the end, with the guy in the mask, out of retirement, that mask was freaky. And believe it or not, there were actually Roman soldiers who wore masks like that. And the object was to uh, scare the uh, the enemy. I've actually seen one of those masks uh, in a picture from a museum, which is probably where they got it from for the movie. Uh, let's go back to the calls on WBEN. Uh, this is really good stuff. Y'all enjoying it? Because I am. Uh, my goodness, we have uh, somebody... Uh, who's a female, calling into the show today. I'm shocked, shocked, I tell you. Debbie in uh, Spring Hill, Florida. You're on WBEN. Hello.
6: Hi, Tom. I moved from Angola to Spring Hill on Halloween Day, and I'm happy.
2: Well, Listen, I'm happy to hear that. if you
6: ever have, when you have one of those days where you've lost all faith and hope and humanity, watch the 2016 Eddie Murphy, Mr. Church. It is a wonderful movie. He plays a cook. For A Dying Woman and Her Young Daughter. It is so good. Well, I think
2: Eddie Murphy, I think comedy, and what you're describing does not sound like a comedy. It kind of sounds like uh, Terms of Endearment
6: with Eddie Murphy. Well, it's listed as a drama comedy, so it it does have some comedy in it, but it's more drama. But, oh, my God, what a feel-good movie.
2: But you're saying that this is a perfect movie, Mr. Church, with Eddie Murphy.
6: I, I believe so. It's my favorite.
2: Well, there's nothing wrong. You're entitled to, to having your favorite. I'm just I'm surprised I haven't heard of this until you actually called in and brought it up.
6: Yeah, check it out.
2: Um, I'm just I'm curious now. Have you also watched um, Bill Murray and the movie was Saint Vincent? No. Because based on what you're telling me and, and people listening about Mr. Church, I think you might like Bill Murray, uh, yeah, Bill Murray in St. Vincent. It looks like, if I'm getting it correct, it looks like it might be along the same basic lines, although not having seen Mr. Church, I can't say authoritatively one way or the other. But a perfect movie, Mr. Church. I like this because that hit from totally left field. Totally left yep. field. And uh, have you a, uh, do you remember way back when, when you were a teenage girl and a little boy, a teenage boy said, you want to go to a movie with me? And you said yes. And do you remember what you saw?
6: I do. I was 14, he was 15, and we went and saw the original Romeo and Juliet.
2: With the original Romeo and Juliet, you're going to have to, there have been a million versions of that, so you're going to have to give me a year.
6: 1968.
2: Oh my goodness! Because they remade it in oh, 1980, 1990 something, and, and they right. set it in the modern era. It was horrible. I got fifteen minutes into yeah. it and threw out the tape. True story. I agree.
6: I've seen that one too. The original, I loved it.
2: Wow! All right, thank you, uh, thank you very much, you star-crossed lover.
6: <laughs> Have a uh, great th- day. Thank
2: you very much. Yeah, I wonder how. Uh, wonder how many people took uh, your first date was uh, Macbeth. Or, uh, hey, let's go see King Richard III. wonder how that worked out for you. Or worst, let's see Hamlet. And if you ever see Hamlet with uh, Laurence Olivier, you will leave the theater believing that the Hamlet character is the most despicable, can't-make-my-mind-up character in the history of the human race. I know it's fictitious. I understand that. But Hamlet always drives me crazy to read it, to watch it drives me nuts would you do something or are you just gonna fiddle blank around all day anyway sorry I get strong feelings on Hamlet but uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't know what it be I mean maybe for a uh, college English majors maybe your first college date was uh, something involving Shakespeare and then <clears throat> another movie, That has not come up on anybody's list. All the critics loved it. But back in the 1980s, The Last Emperor. Remember that movie? The Last Emperor was a huge hit. Uh, Another movie that was so big and so critically acclaimed when it was released, Ben Kingsley, Gandhi. Not one person has mentioned this. So the disconnect in a lot of cases between what the critics said way back when about movies and even what general people thought about movies, such as Titanic. Here we are in 2023. Nobody has said Titanic is a perfect movie, Tom. Gandhi is a perfect movie. The Last Emperor is a perfect movie. So it's it's fascinating to me the movies that actually endure in the minds of you guys listening to this station at this particular time and this particular show. You know, I know we did it last week. I know we did it uh, on Friday, but clearly this topic has hit a nerve with you guys. You, you want me to continue it the next hour? I'll be happy to do so because I, I don't know. I, I we might have people keeping track at home. And by the way, if you missed if you missed most of the show, you can always go back and listen to the uh, to the rerun. Uh, WBEN.com. WBEN.com. You can listen on demand and make up a list. We've got some really good ones that people have uh, uh, have suggested today that are definitely worth checking out. Mr. Church had never heard of Mr. Church ever until uh, that caller from Florida.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
1: We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices.